Hey, everybody. Hey. Recording. Recording. Ryan. Ryan, are you there? Hello? Hey, what's up? Hey, there he is. Ryan, how are you, man? Good, how are you? Dude, what do you use to record your podcast? Like audio. Like what do you, what do you record on? Like the software. Oh, it's just the, the Spreaker, their like studio. Spreaker? Yeah. I don't think I've heard of that one. What's it? I just it's uh I found them they're an app. So but they all they obviously have desktop as well, but I had found them whenever I was first searching and they like pretty much covered everything. So in terms of like I could record there, I could edit there, I could if I wanted to edit, I could edit there and then distribution, everything they cover pretty much. How do you spell it? How do you spell Spreaker? Uh S P R E A K E R. Oh, got you. Okay. Oh, all right. Do they have like a they have a web version of it? Yeah. Oh shit. I was having a hard time with like this is the first one and a half times I'm using Zoom to mm -hmm. record the podcast. I usually use Cast. Do you know that one? Yeah. Okay. Have you liked it or have you tried it at all? I've never used it. No, I just, a lot of people use it. It seems like in the podcast community, cause I'm in a bunch of podcast Facebook groups now. Okay. And like, I'll <laughs> <in> that a lot. <laughs> so, so tell me this, this is, this will be partly me getting to know you and part like, yeah. that's what I, I love about the podcasting world. And I'm just, I'm fucking hoping that this is recording. Right. So like, <laughs> I, I believe yeah. it says recording. Does it say recording on your side? It's not even popping up. Um, oh, there it is. Um, yeah, it says recording. It says recording. Okay, all right. Yeah, we're just gonna. Yeah, we're just gonna hope that that is. I I set it for like automatic recording. Going. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. It's just gonna fucking record. The one thing I liked about TriCast though was it records on each it records locally on each ends and then it puts it together later. Uh, and I was like, Oh dude, it's in a beautiful uninterrupted experience. So like where this is kind of, it's recording it at one time. Mm -hmm. And like if your internet sucks or my internet sucks or something happens, it's like, we're fucked, you know? So yeah. like you're my Guinea pig. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I appreciate it, Ryan. Spreaker, I think they have they they plug into Skype, so I do any like sort of like over the phone oh. interviews via Skype. Yeah, so dude. It's okay, it's not too bad. I'm gonna tell you this. Like, what is really easy about it? Like, I mean, it, it's just like you don't. I, I never have to leave Spreaker to like do anything. It's just always there. Like, whenever you hang up on like whenever you stop recording, it like automatically has it in there. Then you can edit it right away. Like, I don't know. It's just. Super convenient. It seems like the podcast, like a lot of the different tools are like fragmented. So like you have to hop from tool to tool to actually like complete like the entire podcast, almost like Shopify, how like you have to add a bunch of plugins to actually like have a complete store in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dude, that, that is All right. Fine. Have you had any echo problems at all? 
Like for some reason I plugged into my, I have an H6 recorder and mm-hmm. listen for all the listeners out there who are listening to this shit. This is one, how you start a podcast. And two, he, Ryan has a podcast called no code, no problem. So you got to check that out. Okay. So like Ryan, give everyone a background instead of me and you talking about this podcast. We will jump back into this fucking podcast software, but like, this is not boring business. So Give everyone a little background on you and the No Code, No Problem podcast. Yeah. So um, a little bit about me. I'm, I'm 21. So I just turned 21. So I'm congratulations. Kind of oh, during COVID. Up. I know. I didn't even get the party. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. That really that's sucks. All right. That's all right. But yeah, so I'm in Pittsburgh and I've been like in not boring business for, you know, probably... <laughs> Since I was like 17, 16, 17, 18, that's whenever I was kind of getting into stocks and stuff. And then it's just been a transition from like different like industries in a way. So I was like in the crypto space and then, you know, and I finally found my way to no code. And whenever I was getting into no code, I was following makers like Joe from new code and then Ben Tossel from Makerpad. Ben came on the pod. On this pod. Yeah. He came on last week. I just haven't released it yet. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So Ben, I was following both of them and I was like looking, I was sitting there one, one night and I like looked no, up no code in like Apple podcasts and Spotify and I couldn't find anything. So I messaged Joe on Twitter and I was like, Hey, like I had like have this idea. I want to start the no code podcast and I'm going to call it no code no problem and I'm going to do it. And he's like, yeah, do it. And then like I recorded that night and the next morning I published it. And here we are today. (laughs) (laughs) And you've grown lit. Dude, because you are one of the first podcasts I see when you go or when you search in Apple podcasts for no, you just put no code and your shit pops right up. I should be number one. Yeah, I think so. So like, I'm telling you, there's a huge fucking white space and no code right now, right? Like there's just so much room and so much community to be built. Mm-hmm. What, when did you launch the podcast? November, December or it November? Like the last week of October. So like basically early November. Yeah. Of 2019. Yeah. So like, have you experienced, what have you experienced in that time as being a, a young podcaster? How many episodes do you have? 33 as of two days ago or yes, two days ago. Yeah. 33 oh, as of two days ago. Christ, dude. Like who's the coolest person you've had on that podcast? Um, the coolest, it's a hard question. Really great people. I would have to say either Bram from no code MVP. He's a cool, he's a cool maker. He's done a lot of cool stuff okay. or JT. I thought JT was an interesting person. He's the, he like built a lot of like projects using bubble and stuff. And I, I thought it was JT from no code founders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So I, I like to have him on just because one of the big, one of the most popular tools in the no code space is product hunt right and a lot a lot of times like the no code makers use product hunt and then if they don't get the traction that they want it's like a big turnoff for them or it's a it's a great for them but then it dies very fast so we really covered like how product hunt shouldn't just like be your like key sign and whether Mm -hmm. or not your product's going to be successful or not i mean do you think about that so you're young you're 21 i'm 32 okay so You've almost come out with just as many episodes as I have though. So like, because I just, I need to, I struggle with the consistency, bro. You know what I mean? Like Uh the consistency of doing it. No, it's not right. Like, 
like I found fucking echoes in a couple of my other podcasts on my side, but they're so I had to go back and like re I had to transcribe them, re-record my questions, mm-hmm. put them in there and fucking and I'm like, God damn it. I can't live this life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got a fucking business to run. You know, like it's yeah. so hard, but like content and community is so important and so vital. So like yeah. what's one thing that you've you've really since starting the podcast or starting one of your companies. I think you, I think you got one company acquired. What was it? I saw like a a job list or something. Yeah, it was a job list. And it was like this international AI community that I had built up. Yeah, it was cool. Are you technical yourself? In terms of no code? Yes. (laughs) Okay. That's perfect. (laughs) Right? Like, but, but not like, I don't really, I mean, I know a little bit of like different like HTML and stuff like that, but like nothing like and a little bit of Python in terms of like data science and stuff, but like very minimal type stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I think it's I think it's one thing where you're like, okay, I'm a no code founder. I I believe like I'm not technical at all. Like mm-hmm. everything I've learned is just kind of like high level technical back end language, like language terms, maybe what they do kind of. Yeah. But I don't even want to fucking code anything. You know no, what I mean? Like yeah. I remember, I remember what was the first no code platform that you discovered as a no coder that was like, yeah, I love this. Love this no code shit. What was the first thing you kind of put together or made in no code that was like the biggest turn on for you? Well, that's, it's like a two answer. It's like, there's two answers to that question. The first answer is whenever I was younger and I took an HTML class and then I went on and I discovered Wix and I was like, holy mm, shit, like, mm. fuck HTML. I can just do this on Wix. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it looks 10 times better. But I would have to say it was Glide, Glide apps. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I, I'd made a part, basically what would happen was like, I, I'm obviously in school and in Pittsburgh, there's a lot of like houses and there'll be house parties. And I'm not like a huge partier by any means, but like I'm well known like across campuses and people You're a BMOC. A what? A BMOC. I don't, what is that? A big man on campus? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not that. I'm not like in Greek life or anything like that. No, no, no. Don't, okay. don't you right. pin that on me. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, so people would text me like every weekend. They'd be like, oh, like, what are you, what is there to do? What parties are there and stuff? And I just got really fed up with it. So I made this app and Glad apps where people could like put the parties and, and all of that stuff. And it, like pulling in like 300 users in the first weekend. And that was like where I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Wow. That's a hell of a magic moment. Yeah. Like was the magic moment though, building it or getting the 300 people? It's, it was. Cause you ju- was, if I had to extract it from what you said, it was the getting 300 people was the, Oh, but not well, necessarily like making the tool. Make like making I called it fucked up. Okay. <laughs> so it was <laughs> fucked up. So making fucked up was awesome. Like it was like super cool because I, the only reason that I knew about glad apps in the first place was I saw an ad somewhere and I bookmarked it and was like, I may need this later on. Like I'll check it out later. Sure. And then whenever I got that text, it was like that moment. It was like in my head, I was like, Oh, this is definitely like, I can build this on glad apps. So I went on and I built it like extremely fast within an hour. And I started putting it on like my Snapchat and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, but then I just, whenever you build something like that, I feel like it just doesn't seem like 
you didn't build it with real code and as like a first time maker with no like a no cool tool like glides like are people actually going to use this like is this actually going to work things like that yeah sure like it i get i guess that i guess that's part of the point with no code right is you build something to throw it out into the ecosystem and you're like cool that was worth it yeah you know what i mean like if it gets the traction that you hoped or expected terrific oh my god keep building if it doesn't it's like great you didn't waste thousands of dollars hiring a developer or yeah. like you didn't waste months and months of your fucking time you know what exactly. i mean yeah so like what, yeah dude for just, me what yeah. go sorry no you're good go ahead for me the magic i think the first i had no idea what fucking no code was like years ago uh -huh. like four years ago or whatever and it wasn't really a thing then right like it wasn't like termed no, no. At that time. they're like it just in the last year or two maybe two years it started to like maybe 12 fucking months 12 to 18 months it started really taking off in the hashtag on twitter and all this other i know other people will fucking say different but mm -hmm. for me the magic moment was when i discovered zapier mm -hmm. or zapier like four years ago i want to say like four years ago i discovered it and i was like this thing is the greatest tool of all time. Like <laughs> being able to connect apps based on actions and triggers and this kind of shit. I'm like, what? Like that to me was like, and a lot of people in no code don't have that magic moment. And do you want to know why, in my opinion? Yeah. Why? Because they're technical people. Most people in the no code ecosystem right now, no, most people in that are building the no code tools are engineers yeah so like i i want to just open this up a tad bit to get your opinion on it so like the what we're building at the company is like the easiest no code app builder i'll send it to you and you can give me your opinion when we launch yeah. here in the next few weeks like a mass launch so it's it's funny to me that a lot of these tools even the good design ones like i like adalo adalo is mm -hmm. a good one but they are so compli they are complicated. Even Adalo brings in like the design changes and you're like, you're sitting here looking at three or four or five screens going. And I'm just yeah. like, I just want to drag something, see it populate and then see if like push it. That's it. That's how I want to make it. I want to make it fucking four clicks and you can push an app to the store. Right. Mm -hmm. So like we spent a bunch of fucking time at V1, like automating the app store push, automating like what, like the good web builders, some of the good web builders do this. Like, I think my favorite web builder, I think right now the newest one has to be Card. You know Card? Oh, yes. I love Card. Oh, dude, bring in some of the ease of Card to like the mobile piece because yep. like you mentioned Glide. is like, mm -hmm. I'm still thinking, okay, you got to learn the schematics of like a, a Google Sheet, right? Like where mm -hmm. it goes, where the tabs are. Glide is really cool. But That's like, like the learning curve for it, yeah. Yeah, right. And I was like, we've got to focus on making a zero learning curve, zero learning curve. Like these are full screen elements. Let's talk to them like they're non-technical, like they're no coders and see how fast they can make shit and push it. So like it was that to us was like that magic moment. And a lot of other tech companies or sorry, no code uh, tech companies, all the CEOs are technical people, all of them. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's weird to me that I think everyone i think emmanuel from bubble mm -hmm. is coming on the pod i think i don't know this week later this week or something and 
it's so funny to see that the longer these platforms are in existence, the more complicated they become. Right. So if you use bubble, have you used bubble? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it has a, it has probably the steepest learning curve out of all the builders that I've seen, but it has the most functionality. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. With, with that, with more functionality and more customization comes a technical learning curve. Mm-hmm. So like at some point, I believe an app builder just needs to be, su- there, there needs to be enough for a huge faction of people to do get in and go out. That's kind of what we focused on. What has been, what has been your favorite tool to essentially learn how to do and stay in? What do you build the most products with? Like as you're making, or you hear about it in the ecosystem or you have them on your podcast? Probably bubble, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I would say bubble. I think bubble is a great tool. And it's, I I think it's so funny. Like you keep talking about like technical, technical people and non-technical people. And whenever I was like going out to market my, my ebook that I just launched. like Oh, you have an ebook. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. What is it? So it was, it's podcast growth hacking. Zero place to 5K in five months. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I was like going and I was marketing this book out to like podcast hosts. And there's these Facebook groups on obviously Facebook that have like 30K plus people in it. And I didn't realize how untechnical the majority of podcast hosts are. Like, we are like, compared <laughs> to them, we are yeah. like really technical people. Sure. Yeah. Like, but then compared to people like Emmanuel, and Jeremy and all these people from like Dolo and Bubble yep. and all these companies, like we're obviously not technical, but it's just, it's funny to like see the, the playing field in which what we consider technical and what we consider not technical. It's like completely different person to person. I would agree with Hello? Oh yeah, are you there? Sorry. Yeah, it just like cut out. Oh no, sorry. Again, fucking Zoom. See? Zoom. <laughs> God damn it. Like here I give you money to do this special podcast with Ryan. Exactly, man. And the they fuck it up. So now I'm going to fucking what's the one? Uh speaker. Spreaker. Spreaker. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so tell me this. Who do you think so far has won the no code space? And what do you think it would take to like make a real no real no code startup is even at a billion dollar valuation, I don't think. No. I think Webflow well, might be the closest. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm not, uh, it'll be interesting to see whether, I mean, we're talking about consumer side, but I think like yeah. a company like Uncork who does enterprise software, I feel like they might end up being the first that hit a bill valuation. What is Uncork? It's basically bubble or it's enterprise software. Um, no, uh. they're in New York and I, they like have all of the top banks and stuff. I know they do like software for, Oh, I forget what banks they do, but like all of the top banks, Wells Fargo. And I went in and I went in and the CMO and then their head of growth, like gave me a demo for it. It's clean, but it's, it's got a different interface and I know they're growing a lot and they told me that they're only going to focus on the top 1%. So I don't know if that'll limit them or what it'll do, but I would have to say it'll be either be Webflow or bubble in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So like, I think bubble, Bubble, I remember what they do is, I, well, this is, this is secret, but I'm also, this is not boring business. I talked with an investor that had led one of Bubble's rounds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cause we're raising right now. And yeah. 
it's so funny that they, she or they were telling me that <laughs> they struggle to convert freemium to paid, right? Like, and Adalo was kind of saying the same thing on when he came on my podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like they've got 20, 30,000 like freemium users. Yeah. At the same time, like I think they only have, I think Jeremy from Adalo was saying almost 400 paid, right? So like wow. we haven't even really launched and we have more than that. That's crazy. So it's like, it's really, truly, truly, truly. I am focused on the non-technical person, like when we build. Uh-huh. So like, because I myself have built three six-figure no-code companies. Yeah. Not one fucking founder out there can say that thing. Not no. one person who's built a no-code builder can say that thing. So like, I believe um, the best visual one or visual builder or visual, whatever you want to call it, is Webflow, I think. Mm-hmm. Would you call Bubble visual? No, it's probably not, it's not visual, is it? Mm, not really. I, I mean, it is, their design is like pretty, you know, I have, you've used Bubble, right? A, a little bit, yeah. Like, yeah. and I've done the kind of the onboarding and stuff. Yeah, their, their design's like, all right, nothing compared to Webflow. And their logic, like whenever you're building out logic for your web app, it's like pretty simple. My, the biggest pain in the ass for me is like the responsiveness to mobile. Got so you. like you build it all out on desktop and then you have to basically make it work in mobile. And it's just not very easy. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. It does a little, it does seem difficult, right? Like yeah. we've actually had some people come from bubble. And again, as much as I'm not, they're the, they're the legacy tool, right? Like Bubble is the legacy app builder, probably the one with the most functionality. But in a lot of people in no-code space will love it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, there's a reason why they they claim like 400,000 users and have a lot less than that paid, Mm -hmm. right? So like if if you think about the tools that are out there right now, right? Like just in your experience and what you've been building and you think, okay, in order to get more people on bubble that are paying, it has to be easier, right? Like people have to learn how to use this platform. So you either got to make it zero learning curve, Mm -hmm. right? So, because when I had, um, I had, uh, uh, Noel from no code HQ. Yeah. And he was mentioning to me that like non-technical people, right? Like, that don't have much high motivation give up, right? Like, and they go, so like, we're focused on that problem. I think that like, we don't want to make these complex. We want to try to take away the complexity from the front end. And that's all that matters. So like, I don't know, like what have you in your experience, like, do you see these platforms having to dumb it down or do you never see that happening? Right? Like when I go on Webflow, dude, I'm somewhat, I can, I know what things are. I know what a database is. I don't know how to structure it or anything, but like, even I was like, Oh, come on. I just want to pay someone to do this. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of where the line meets between like those that are lazy and they want to yeah. build something, but they're too lazy to actually figure it out themselves and they want to pay, but they don't want to pay a lot. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, it's, so it's like, Isn't it's that like true? they're right in the middle and it's just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, that's definitely, I think 
you're tackling one of the most challenging problems in the no code space in terms of like user conversion and getting those people that like we just said aren't technical right and aren't highly motivated but they also don't want to spend like four thousand dollars for it out for them yeah right like i i don't know that's the more in, the more interesting problem and maybe this is kind of ass backwards now that i'm getting some of your advice on here but like thinking oh cool is this worth nine bucks or is this worth like not, I don't give away anything for free, mm-hmm. but like we are going to come out with like a $9 a month plan, nine bucks, cancel whenever you want. So like, if it's not worth $9 as a gamble to make this, like I usually say, get the fuck out. Yeah. Right? Like you're not a customer that's ever going to b- value anything you're going to build. Right. Like I swear that is what all those people on like freemium models and the no code ecosystem kind of focus on. I don't know, like what trends do you see with like the freemium models that are out there and what ones have you used and converted from freemium to paid? Yeah, I've, I've converted on bubble okay. just, just because I, I liked the idea of being able to, because if something's going to take me like three months to build, it's nice because their, their plan's $29 a month. So okay. it's nice to be able to build it out and then whenever you're ready to actually get on users and do custom domain and stuff, then you can convert, right? Got but you. I think, I think the issue with like bubble and tools like this are the fact that one, like you said, they're going on and there is like the high learning curve. So they don't want to stay on, but also, which I think it may be more of this is the fact that people just want to like try it. So they, they're like, Oh, you can actually build this with no code. So they create an account, do like the little map tutorial that bubble has whenever you get on. And then that's the last time they touch it. Yeah. Right. I would be interested to see how many active users there are a day that actually build with bubble. I think that would be more interesting than versus like, like just a registered 000. user. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how many people are spending like yeah. 30 minutes to an hour a day on bubble or more. Like, I feel like that would be way more interesting and give you a lot more insight in kind of like who you're trying to attract than it would be just to say that there's 400,000 users. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. Because I think that's the number they claim, right? Like 400,000 users I or something? I think it is, yeah. Or yeah. it might, yeah, it's 400,000. Dude, I, I don't know. I feel like I would rather have 40,000 paid users, right? Like in claim 40,000 paid users than like, but I know everyone does that. It's like yeah. someone registers once and you're like, dude, we've got 2 million people on. Yeah, but like 2,000 people are paying us. I don't, yeah. Meanwhile, you have all these people that are just like kicking the tires right? Like you, but you, br- you bring up a good point that most of those people probably won't be using on the daily basis. Yeah. So that's interesting. I like, the, I like the idea that, like you said, of not having a free version, just going with the $9 version, just because odds are if people are just coming on your platform to check it out, they're not going to pay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Agreed. Right. You'll really get those. And, and that cuts out a lot of like the bullshit that you'll experience then too, via email and all the other sort of shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I thought about this. I thought literally making the site, the entire site, just going, everyone wants a mobile app. We think it should be easy as fuck. Literally. Uh-huh. Right. Right. I that. love it. Build your home screen for free. Right. Okay. So you go on, you click it. You, you don't even have to sign up an account right okay but you build you can drag and drop your things see how they populate see how you can like just make it and go oh cool we might even let people uh, i don't know if we can let them push to test flight whatever i'm workshopping this with you now but like you go on Mm -hmm. you build that screen that one screen 
if you want to save it, do anything else, it's just the magic of the builder and how easy it is. It demonstrates it. Then you pay the nine bucks. I like that. Yeah. You don't even register. You don't even give an email. You don't do anything outside of going in, testing how it is and then going, wow, this looks cool. Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome. You just giving it a try. You don't even have, we don't even collect. I think card doesn't collect email, right? Whenever you're first building, I don't believe so. Yeah. I think it's like when you sign up for a pro or something. So you're trying to create essentially the mobile app version of card. Almost. Yeah. Card has been my favorite. Like, dude, it's, you know, their whole mission is like, it's one page websites. Yeah. Right. So like we wanted to focus on five page apps, right? Like essentially you have five icons at the bottom of a, of a menu bar. Right. And you're like, if you're going beyond five, six screens, you're beyond something most people want to create anyway. Mm-hmm. in order to get those million people that will pay nine bucks, right? Like it's gotta be so good. It's gotta be stupid. No, who, what no code platform, what's the most used no code platform that you know of that you've heard that you've researched? Like, is it Webflow bubble? I know mm-hmm. Zapier has, is in the millions of users. If we're, if we're getting granular, it's Google sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. That's a good not boring. That's a good outside of the box question, Ryan, or, yeah. or answer. That's a good one. Like, but if we're going like legit, I, I would say it, it has to be one of these legacy apps. I don't think like it's going to be like a Wix or a Squarespace or I'm trying to think of. I mean, WordPress even. Oh yeah, WordPress. That's monstrous, right? Yeah. Like, WordPress is like WordPress is the old school fucking no code you know yeah like it and people don't really put it in there because it's not the coolest or the sexiest right yeah. like not a lot of stuff has been have you built with wordpress yeah that's what ai jobs list was built on oh got you okay yeah. dude that's amazing so tell me this so you ate the ai jobs list right uh-huh. built it on built it on wordpress and yeah. i want to get to like acquiring your first customer because you obviously exited this you paid you had paying customers right yeah we had, well, we didn't have people, I didn't have people paying to submit uh, products or not products, but job posts. Okay. I just did sponsorships. So oh, I okay, had okay. people paying. Yeah. So like if they were a job and they were looking for, uh, or if it was a company and they were looking to like get in front of more eyes, they could pay to be at the top. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And the, so- the mission of AI jobs essentially was like, because it was this international community, it was, and like, with the movement of remote, it was basically like a, a remote forward AI jobs because most AI, like most jobs that involve AI are going to be like, you know, coding in Python or, or something of that nature. So you don't necessarily need to be at an office to do that. Yeah, sure. I get so that. The catchphrase was borderless opportunity. Mm, cause there's no borders cause it's remote. Exactly. Okay. Well, I love that. And I love the fact that you started that when you were what, fucking 19? 20? Uh, yeah. No, I was 19. Come on, dude. I, and, and you were, ma- how much money were you making with this? Oh, not a lot. It was just, I only made a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Like in total? Crazy. Yeah. It so was nothing how, crazy. Th- no. And that is, that's what I love to get focused on though. Right. So like, I think if you get to people making money in no code, which is 
what the hashtag no code CEO is, right? CEO's jobs are to make fucking money, right? Yeah. So for me, I think you get more people building if you make it simpler and you make it simpler to make money with it. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, it's very hobbyist right now. It's very yeah. like, I'm going to go, or you're making something for a client or something. But at the same time, cause you've seen like, you've almost seen bubble agencies out there. Yeah. That zero build. codes, one of them. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is something and you're like, cool. One, if there's agencies around something, imagine how technical it is. Right. Yeah. And then two, it's being able to get people to the point where they're actually making money with it. That is another real magic moment. So like mm -hmm. you making even a few hundred bucks, you're going, Oh, I love this fucking, I'm going to, you would, if you spent 20 bucks a month on a platform and made a hundred a month, you would always make, you would always have that $20 subscription. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So like, it's getting people to making money with it. How did you get those first jobs on? Right. Cause that's the biggest struggle. Is, Lots of fucking emails. Yay. <laughs> there we go. Lots of fucking emails. <laughs> so like, where did you find the emails? What was your target market? Give me, give me tactical. How did you get them on there? Get the traffic and then get your first sponsors. Yeah. So I was building while I was building the actual platform, and I, I was, I had a, uh, Upwork freelancer who was doing some sort some custom PHP work on it. Okay. And so while I was getting that finished up, I was on Twitter, just fucking hustling. Basically what I do on with the no code, no problem Twitter. And I was just kind of really going hard and attacking the AI community and just trying to keep people engaged. And then that way, whenever I did launch a site, I would have traffic. And then in terms of like getting jobs on, I was just literally scouring the web for any companies related to AI or not related to AI. But like, so like for an example is I'm in Pittsburgh. So one of the companies that's here that are just like huge is PPG, which is, it's a paints company, but they still hire like AI and machine learning positions. So email, like there's just so many AI and machine learning positions that people don't even realize that are at like normal ass companies, like paint companies. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like basically just sending emails to all of them. I had a fucking huge spreadsheet. And it was whenever I first, whenever I sent out that first like email for people to put it on, it was actually a really shitty response. I had like maybe 10 people respond and actually put them on, but yeah, but it, it grew. And then I was just like tired of doing it. Cause at the same time I was working at a startup called worry hash okay. and it was a, it was a decentralized exchange for hashing power. Okay. And so I, I would run that Twitter and stuff. And, uh, oh, so you were, you were the social media marketer sort of it was just kind of marketing in general like okay. we were just like strategy getting new users yeah it was just all that shit um but i i just also ran the twitter and just because i i'm like i one of my favorite things that i love to do is like run twitters for companies and like build the community around them oh yeah so that's just, do you freelance for that nope I, no okay got you yeah i mean if somebody like came to me and like pitched me on it then sure i might but it's not like i like to go out and I'm trying like sell myself to do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I could hire you because well, I need that. Let's fucking do it then. Let's fucking Dude, do it. Dude, I'm dead serious. <laughs> no one knows the no code space better than you. So yeah. like, I mean, it's the community, right? Like you run the no code, no problem podcast. I yep. mean, and that's the one thing we've lacked. So we've kind of been in beta for the last maybe 11 months. Mm -hmm. But like, and did I tell you we're in Jason Calcanis's launch accelerator? Yeah, you did. You did tell me. Yeah. That. yeah. So like, Right now, we're kind of building the 
no code CEO brand as the community behind what we're doing, Mm -hmm. like where we'll have a marketplace and all these other things for like no coding. And dude, it's the community though, that's being built is like, everyone is so helpful in no code, right? Like it's not about, it doesn't feel like it's about competition, right? Like it feels like it's about just getting awareness around no code. So I don't know. Are there any trends that you would, you would see that going forth? Like, where do you think no code and we can, we can end on this one, but like, where do you think no code goes from here and how big do you think it can get? Yeah. So I think that no code, I think there's going to be, so right now I feel like we're in middle territory. I think that we're going to see two kind of branches emerge from no code, one being even more technical tools. So like Mm. an advanced bubble. So have you heard of Builder? I have not heard of Builder. Okay. Builder is like, like a bubble essentially, but their motto is they built Builder with Builder. (laughs) So they literally built the no code tool that they have with the no code tool. So super powerful stuff. And they are in beta two and they should be opening it up to more people. I believe in, two and a half weeks. I just talked to Mark. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, But yeah, so there's going to be like this one branch that gets like super technical and makes bubble look like a piece of cake. And then there's also going to be the branch, which I think you are attacking. And that is the branch of like super easy, zero learning curve, build what you want. And then I feel like it's just going to be the progression of people moving from the super simple tools. Mm. And then once they outgrow it, just moving along. Oh, Dude, that might be the biggest interesting insight. Dude, you're brilliant. That I, I think I don't think I've ever heard that before. Like as I've questioned people and brought them on, like that's a gr- that's a great insight. Thank you. I guess <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. I guess so. Dude, Ryan, where can people find you? Where can where can they go use some of your tools, your community, and then yeah. you'll obviously you will in slight time be running our community stuff i can already tell so where where do people find you so you can find me at on twitter that's where i'm most popular and that is at no code no problem or you can get me on my website i have an email form and stuff on there and it's www.nocodepodcast.co and you'll you'll be able to find all the platforms that the podcast is on there too and if you want to hear jeremy on the podcast then (laughs) you got to come and and jeremy's going to be on no code no problem he actually just found this out but you know we have to cross pollinate audiences that's that's what we're doing isn't that for sure that is for sure like think about all the people at say like a thousand people will probably hear this and then i don't know a fraction of those people will come on yours and then i'll come on you absolutely this is the community man so community we're building uh, it right now god damn it he is ryan meyer yes sir and pronounced it right thank you did i (laughs) yeah you killed it see man okay the we were destined to work together. So, I think so. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on, man. No, thank you for having me. I loved it.